And I'm here to remind you, season two is whenever the fuck we say season two is. And season two is right goddamn now. Welcome back to Slam Drunk. The Bears season's going to end on a double doink. That's a final question, bro. I've eaten burritos bigger than you. You know, that's why I'm like the maple syrup. Syrup drizzle. You got to make that play right away, baby. Is a hot dog a sandwich? It's not a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. Because water is a what? Are we just going? Are we introing right now? All right, dude, we're fucking recording. After our summer hiatus, the sports leagues are starting again soon, and you know we are. It's the middle of season two, baby. I'm your co-host, Michael H. The H stands for hourly employee, Westner. Just kidding, I don't get paid for this. And I'm Drew Hernandez. <laughs> we have a hodgepodge of topics to go over with you. Multiple segments that we'll introduce later. I'm in Florida. Drew is in New Mexico. August is back in Wales, baby, and he has a special guest. August is holding me a gunpoint. Sorry, just need to squeeze that in. Go ahead, Bill. All yours. Drew, can you say your line one more time? Uh. And here we are with another correspondent from Europe with me, Bill, your European correspondent. Fantastic to have you back, Bill. How does it feel to be a European correspondent in an area that technically left Europe. Bill, talk to me about VPN porn. Um, you know, in the age of remote work, it lets me know that I don't need to be in a specific area in order to do my job. So sometimes you have to pretend you're somewhere else in order to. And that's our European <laughs> correspondent. Dramatic boss. Bill. I'm feeling especially unhinged on this episode. <laughs> Ready to I'm gonna yell. Skulls. I'm gonna yell a lot today. If that's okay with you, August. Um. um. And now, all day long, in the mix. Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome back to Spotify's top two rated podcast, and we're not number two today. We're taking calls. We're so, okay. You're back on the Sloppy Jehovah's Witness podcast. We have an exciting segment for you. We're answering questions about the Tokyo Olympics, summer 2020 and 2021. Oh, we are getting a call to Spotify's top two podcasts, and we are not number two. Let's go ahead and take this call. Hello? Hey, um, yeah, I, I said a question about the Olympics. Um, I'm wondering what, what do you think is the most physically demanding sport in the Olympics? Easy call on the most physically demanding sport in the Tokyo Olympics 2021. It's tennis. It's tennis by far. And I'll tell you why it's tennis. When I was in fifth grade, I broke my left wrist. Because I got pushed backwards and I tried to catch myself. And I can barely hold a food tray, much less am I going to fling a tennis racket back and forth. Tennis, lock it in. And also the same person has won it for, you know, what, like 40 years? Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Mike, what do you think? I don't, I don't think that that makes it more difficult just because one person's really good. I got to go speed walking on this because 
do you do you know how much motor coordination you have to have to not walk but also not run and still win a race they don't give you a speedometer they don't tell you when you're walking or running you just have to figure it out yourself or else you're disqualified that's hard to do that's tough on your thighs it's tough on your mind tough on your mind tough on your mind Holy shit, I just realized I recognize the area code from this call. This is Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is there any chance? Is this Carmenthal? Is this Carmen? I think I think that I went to school with you in our master's in umping class from Liberty University Online. Is that you, Carmenthal? Yeah, Drew, it's me, man. You know, I, I, I called in because I, I, I saw your name and I recognized you from, uh, from, from the class we took together. I thought you would have recognized my voice. I guess you did. But I guess my area code gave it away. Holy shit, Carmenthal. It's a fucking pleasure to be talking to you again. Carmenthal, I've got a question for you. What was Drew like as a student online at Liberty University? Was he a good ump by the end of that program? You know, when I when I think about the qualities of a leader, Drew is the first person that comes to my mind. And I only know this because I took that class with him. I remember one specific circumstance when we had to write a reflection on our umping experiences. And Drew talked the whole time, almost the entire class, nonstop. He was recording his kids playing in practice, and he heard himself cursing from the middle of the field. He was really surprised by the quality of his camera. That's how I remember Drew. That's how he was, always worrying about the quality of his audio. Carmenthal, it's so nice that you say that. Actually, the day that I recorded that video was the day after I realized umping was actually for baseball. I was already a semester and a half through the course at Liberty Online, I had no idea. I was there for hockey. I remember the time when we had when you had that one when you had that single double play at second base. You caught the ground ball. You tagged second base. You tagged the runner. All in just a few seconds. And the whole time you were wondering, how did I sound when I do that? Did I sound good? You know, I remember. I remember comment all the first time that we spoke. It was at the dean of umping's office because we both just got our letters in the mail that we both made honors and Gabagool that semester. You two boys sound like you was the best of friends, eh? The best of friends indeed. We met over Gabagool in the fucking umpteen's office. A single double in second base. Would you believe it? Would you believe it? My own co-host. And that's what we're here for, to make dreams come true. Carmenthal, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been great to have you on the show. You got anything else to say before you head back to home, Tulsa, Oklahoma? Uh, I just appreciate what you guys do. I really appreciate it every week when I tune in. Sounds really good. You sound great, Drew. Your audio quality, top notch. Oh, thanks. Uh-oh, comment for the wheel spinning. It says you're the 20th caller of the night. That means you get to go home with a broken down car from Drew's car garage of sloppy, sloppy lemons and love. How do you feel to be our winning champion tonight, comment for? I feel honored. I never thought this day would come. I can't believe it. Sloppy jalopy for the best rate online. Go to Drew's Lemons and save some time. Ah! Carmenthal, once you pick up this wonderful car from San Antonio, Texas, where are you going to drive it to first, huh, homie? I'm going to go straight to the mechanic because I'm sure that car needs to have some work done. And then my next goal after that, I would like to visit every single tennis court in America. Every single one. And, you know, the reason I want to do that is because tennis is really the most physically demanding sport in the Olympics. 
Because you have to hold on to the racket the entire time. Your hand is around it for the whole time you're playing tennis and you're holding the racket. And you actually have to hit the ball with it. It's obviously the most physically demanding sport in the Olympics. That's why I want to visit every single tennis court in America. Every single one in this new car. Thank you so much. Gee, what a guy. What a guy. I'll tell you what, Drew. His personality, downright infectious. Speaking of infectious, call in next week and see if you're the next winner of Drew's Lemons and Tools, courtesy of the Ump Dean of Gabagool. Sloppy jalopy for the best rate online. Go to Drew's Lemons and save some time. Ah! Uh, what was his name again? Carmenthal. Carmenthal, right. Carmenthal. Well, we've already mentioned a Taliban twice. Good jokes, bad jokes. Welcome to Slam Drunk's new segment, the Euro Cup segment, featuring Alex and Barney, or more commonly known as Rico and Rico. We have no idea why they're both named Rico. We'll never know, perhaps. But we do know that they're two English lads obsessed with the England national team, and they had one hell of a time rooting for their team this summer with August, who's currently in Wales. Here with us right now are two European menches. We have Sir Alex, who goes by Rico, and also Barney, who happens to also go by Rico. And together they are... Rico and Rico. Rico and Rico. I like to party. That part's important. Rico and Rico, Alex and Barney, there's a really important game today. Tell me a little bit about that. Class the Euros, and England are bringing it home. The game, in case you don't Quarter understand. Finals, it's, finals of the European. It's football. Championship, also known as soccer. For you weirdos, but it's definitely football. What are the Euros? Right, it's a competition, it's a tournament that happens every four years, I think. Yeah, yeah. every four years. Yeah, it's all of the European teams play a... Essentially, it's essentially the World Cup, but uh, only for the team, only for teams that play within Europe. So it's a shittier World Cup? It's, a, it's very much... It's the World uh, Cup without Messi. It's very much a, a World Cup exclusively for Europe. We did this, we organised this just specifically to exclude the USA, because they keep calling it soccer. <laughs> What are our predictions for the scores of the game today? I hear you say we are bringing it home. We're bringing oh, it home. It's coming home. It's coming home. As you'll hear in every street, in every household in England, raising it's every child in the home. country, it's coming home, it's coming home. Football is coming home. What does this mean it's to the home, country? You, you know when you leave your house in the morning and then you come home in the afternoon? It's football. It's coming home. What does it mean to come the home country? To your wife and your kids and your dogs at the door jumping up at you, elation in his face because he loves you so much. That's football. That's in the heart of everything in our country. Mate, it's coming home. Do you know what it is? It's just the fact that we've not been able to get in the pubs and get rowdy together, and this is just a perfect excuse. Pints have for too long been left flat on tables and not found themselves drifting through the air to land on the head of some <laughs> unwanted victim. And football brings that. And you know where it brings it? Home. And what is this going to mean for the country of England? This well, I mean, we're only in the quarterfinals, so we're just not get ahead of ourselves. Hopefully, we're going to get onto the semis, and then we'll get onto. Oh, the so finals. this isn't even the biggest game. Nah, the furthest we've ever got. In no, the England always get the semis, then we get knocked out. Since I think 1966 or something, this is the furthest we've ever got. So it's looking good. We've also never beaten Germany in a, in a knockout tournament since, since last year, didn't we? <laughs> since like I don't since, know, a long since, time. But since yeah, Thursday. That's why it's a big thing, to be honest. Where are we going to go today to watch the game? I don't know. Say, we, don't, we don't actually know where exactly we're going, but we've, uh, a private function room has been rented out for 
us and uh, a few of our people. So yeah, we'll be going down there, watching, uh, watching the game, getting rowdy. So what have we been drinking tonight? So far, it's been, uh, I don't know, quite six bottles of Prosecco, I think. Um, we've just done some vodka shots. As um, the girls like to say, getting drunk on the Secchi. I'm currently drinking a pint of apple and mango vodka. I'm embarrassingly currently right now consuming a Copperberg can. I'm sure when we win, there'll be some points thrown in the air as a, as a standard practice here in the UK. And you're certain you're going to win? Well, I'm certain that he's coming home, that's for sure. Am I certain that we're going to win the game today? Well, that's a different question, isn't it? Oh, you mean the football? <laughs> oh no, we're going to win today. <laughs> <laughs> football could go either way, to be honest with you. So now that Rico, Rico and Og have had their six bottles of Prosecco, their satay, all sorts of things that they will soon digest, they are going to make their way towards a private room at the tavern and watch England versus Ukraine. Mate, that was insane. Three minutes in! Oh, wait, we're winning. We're winning. Another lad's got and kicked it. We've gone and got a free kick. He's fucking wellied it in the net. Unbelievable scenes. Unbelievable scenes. Everyone here in Swansea is going absolutely mental. Rome has lost their shit. The Colosseum has fallen down. I can't believe it. Segway tours are now free around the London Symposium. Oh my God. Wonderful scenes. We're back with Mr. Alex and Barney. Rico, Rico. I mean Rico and Rico, and we're we're halfway through the football match. Tell me, how's the how's the game going? Three and a half minute goal from uh, oh boy, Captain Harry Kane. Absolute scenes in England. That's not something you see a lot. Genuinely, genuinely, England don't even like scoring goals. To be honest with you, if anything, we love winning by TKO. That's tactical knockout by scrapping so much. Zinedine Zidane, not him in the chest. Take the Dad pop, run down the shop, tell your mum she's <laughs> fucking terrible at running, <laughs> catch the 5k, lean in 15, you know what I'm saying? Right, and that's all we've got for now. See you later. On that bombshell, it's time for me to tell you a story about the one time I bought a chair with one leg. Oh, it fell over straight away. And Barney, what are you drinking tonight? Desperados. What, what is that? Desperados. Thank you. Give me the mic back, Harry Kane, he's fucking stonks it into the back of the net again. Absolutely ridiculous here. Before it even happened, the waitress has come up here with shots ready for us. We are, we are celebrating the third goal. Way! August, how do you feel about this? It's coming home, it's coming home. Cheers. Cheers. I'm saying it once. If we fucking go 6 0 in this game, I will buy every single person in this room a shot. Deal. Deal. Fuck it, deal. It is 4 nothing, United Kingdom. It is. 45 minutes. It's England. 4 You fucking what? You soccer playing Peter Grabber wanker. Bollocks. Bollocks. 
bollocks. Four nothing England. August, fucking drink with me. Once the colonizers, yes. once the colonizers of the world. Now again. We're no longer called the colonizers of the world. That's, that's past history. That's no longer us. These days, people like to call us uh, the English, the island, the island of heaven. Valhalla, if you might. The place people come to retire. The beautiful beaches of Blackpool entice people from all over the world. You live in, you know, Florida. Every single morning you wake up and you look over the fucking beautiful landscape and you think, you know what will make my life a lot better? Waking up, opening my door and being stabbed. And then I come to the UK. Amen. We won the football. Fuck you all. Ha! So in other news, we just scored again! So, you would not believe that we have scored a fourth goal. Unbelievable. Absolutely crazy. England are now 4-0 up at 63 minutes, which is a shame because it's so desperately close to have been 69 minutes. And you all know why that's funny. <laughs> I love these guys. They're class acts, dude. They're awesome. 4-0 England in Swansea. Rome has lost their shit. The Colosseum has fallen down. In the words of one Rico, surely these curious comments about Italy couldn't bite them in the ass a few weeks later. I just want to quote real quick Zinedine Sedane, bash you in the chest tell your mom she's terrible at running then run a 5k those are words I want tattooed on my ass from Rico and Rico Drew what did you think about this game I just really appreciate the detailed play-by-play that we got from this pub I mean I took notes during this whole segment and here's what I have quote he kicked it then he kicked it then he kicked it Harry Kane bollocks they're having a great time out in Swansea. What a great game to listen to. Let's all get stabbed in this post-game interview between August, our producer, who's finally putting in some legwork with an interview, hearing from Rico and Rico in Swansea, UK. Honey. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hello. And we're back with Alex and Barney, the two football Ricos connoisseurs who understand the intricacies of the European Cup. Tonight, the England team went 4-0. and They scored four goals and outscored the Ukraine team 4-0. They made them their little Here we have football experts Alex and Barney, Rico I. Rico, to tell the people about what is going on Currently, at the time of recording, we are in Wales, but we are cheering for the team of England England to be the victorious champions of the Euro Cup tournament. It would mean absolutely more than this country could fathom. How did the game go tonight? We killed it, mate. We absolutely killed it. It was a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of oi, oi. And there was, oi, August, tell me you didn't love it. And within those 90 minutes of football, we scored four goals and Ukraine scored none. That's the 4-0. Okay, so Ukraine scored zero goals. What does this mean for the world of politics, right? You the United Kingdom, England in particular. It's quite absolutely nothing to do with politics. Oh, no, it, does have, it does have quite a bit to put do with politics, actually. Talk to me. Talk so, to me. Who scored tonight? Why uh, was it politically relevant? Here's yeah, what yeah, so, oh, we Fucking walruses and digongs are over there, mate. They're like that walrus tour in the UK. Oh, we get it. You like walruses. <laughs> right, brilliant. But more importantly, Marcus Rashford was on the pitch, and if you don't know who he is, 
He's a man that's single handed. Man the moment has been fucking fighting. Man of the moment, Raheem Sterling. Yeah, well, we're not there yet. Yeah, mate. So Marcus Rashford is supporting the child poverty, and that's sick. Raheem Sterling is a fucking legend, and he's fighting racism. That's sick. Within within the country itself, it means a lot more than anyone would ever imagine, especially on the back of coronavirus. Um, more so, more so the game that happened against Germany than this one, to be honest with you, because Germany was the first game where our our personal our country's leader Boris allowed the stadiums to reopen, mm. and they allowed two thirds full. So there were sixty thousand people at the stadium, and that for our country means that politically the voting in this country now is going to sway more in the favour of Boris. It's a simple, a simple... Do you think? 100%. 100%. 100%. It's a simple... 100%. Everyone obviously loves football in this country. Any right. any by-election that comes up now and they're, they're running there, they're going to be like, oh, Boris, what? Like, he was absolutely allowed that because football is such a massive player in this country. So this game, this has happened in Rome, obviously, what the, what what's happened in Rome is not going to impact so much in England, but the Germany game for certain was the game where he yeah. opened up and said, yeah, there was 30,000 people need, there. We need that's going to impact us a lot. Like, politically, that's that's something that sways votes. That's the kind of thing that you do for your country and, and people that they take on the chin. They're like, ah, oh, what a, what, yeah, absolutely, we love oh, that. So, we needed something to look forward to. We needed and it's reported like in the media. Emotion, that's the kind like, of thing that's reported in the media very favourably. Yeah. And that's the sad thing about England, very, very influenced by the mainstream media. Here tonight with us is... European football fantasy football expert Hannah, who is actually in a league of her own. Hannah, tell me how tonight's game actually impacted your fantasy football standings, please. Oh, it actually went really well because Harry Kane is one of my strikers and he scored twice That's tonight. That's captain. So, and he's captain, so I get so many points. I'm in a league of like 10 people and yeah. I'm gonna absolutely smash it tomorrow. So Hannah, you started this night in fifth place. Where are you gonna end up in this night after your score turned two scores into two goals? I don't know, I'll have to go get my Four phone. Four to nil, you mean. Four nil, United Kingdom. Scratch that, England. England! England! Bringing home the gold. So I had big hopes, Harry Kane, two goals and captain. I've gone from fifth to seventh. So, How does that happen? You're scoring tonight. The England success tonight has actually hindered your yeah. success in fantasy football. Well, no, all that says is that England, everyone in England is playing fantasy football. Back to so everyone, everyone way harder than how it is. As this is a alcohol-based podcast, we're going to end tonight talking Good about... Moment. We're going to end tonight talking about... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about my favourite joke. Knock knock. Who's there? Who's there? The interrupting cow. The interrupting. <laughs> We're going to end tonight talking about the drinks that we have drunken tonight during this very influential soccer football match. Can you tell? Football. Football. Can you please tell us? Football. Football. Barney, what have you been consuming tonight? The beer of the evening has been. Heineken. Heineken has been the beer we've. This is actually a beer that we've explored during the podcast thus far from Amsterdam. We know a lot about it. Barney, can you tell us a new fact about it? Actually, it's delicious, man. It's delicious. That's a fantastic fact. Alex, tell us a little bit about what you've drank thus far on the podcast. Well, obviously, I've supported the uh, beer of choice, Heineken. Fantastic. We've had some Desperados, which, for those you don't know, is a uh, a beer with a mix of tequila. Mm. It's kind of crazy. A part tequila, part beer drink. That's something that we actually haven't even conceived of thus far on Slam Drunk. But we're happy tonight to be a part of it. 
Alex and Barney, this has been an absolute... Whoa! Rico and Rico. Rico and Rico, this has been an absolute pleasure exploring the boundaries of the politics of the Euro Championship tonight. Here's to the England team taking it home. Also, thank you, August, fantastic host. Yeah, yeah absolutely nice. amazing. Listeners, this has been fantastic, and I think that August should now do a shot with us in celebration. I have two comments to make. Hannah plays fantasy football, which I didn't know existed. So that's good to know. And the second one, August, this is actually a question for you being our, our local Wales representative. Is walrus a slur? Okay, fun fact about this story. Earlier in that day, we saw a walrus off the coast of Wales. And that's the walrus that he was talking about. And Barney got Rico. <clears throat> Rico got so excited by that walrus that had no place. What was it doing in Wales? I, we have no idea. Also, another fun fact, you guys can see the painting behind me. Hannah actually made that painting. So shout out Hannah. Hannah's fucking awesome. I was also going to comment on the dugong walrus thing and also on Hannah. If she would like to also get wrecked in another fantasy football league, I think we should invite her to the annual Slam Drunk podcast, Fantasy Football League, for a different sport where there are no captains or Harry Canes. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I follow England. I don't think it's a surprise. I think I've told you all I watched the English Premier League. Marcus Rashford, definitely a great guy. Forcing their their government to feed children is definitely a good thing. Anyway, yep, Harry Kane scored a brace. Hannah is down to seventh as of July 3rd, 2021. We love Heineken. Uh, not official sponsor of the past episodes of Slam Drunk Pod. Never had a Desperados, but maybe we should try it. I think the biggest takeaway is that they claimed August is a great host. I think we could claim the same. Euros 2020 and 2021, that's your Slam Drunk Pod annual soccer segment. We'll never talk about it again. He's going to cut the bad bits out. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. Let him, let him do his podcast. <laughs> oh, lovable. Why? Why? <laughs> so when you get to the bar, obviously the... Pint, shop, shop, sit, sit. Distinguished gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> My expertise lay more in the sort of like gator wrestling sort of sports. Sorry, Rico here is uh, quite possibly the slowest pint in the entire of the UK. And so generally when boat races come about. Which means naturally I'm in the top 10% of America. Golden boy. Also our captain is Harry Kane. Harry Kane. And he's, uh, he's a bit of a there's, a, there's a lot of shine out of his ass, but I don't think he's got that much to him. Talk to me about this goal. How was this goal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little louder. Oh. Yeah. But what I would really like to talk about is my real passion, and that's Alex Moran and Thad Castle. Blue Mountain State football team, and this is what I want to really talk about, iconic. My anxiety is chronic, but my ass is iconic. <laughs> I say, party in the goat house! God damn it. Now, the goat house, I want to party with <laughs> Now for the expert opinion of Billy B. Foundations. So today on this podcast, we've been drinking a menagerie of different beers. We haven't had one to review, but over the past few months, we've been drinking all sorts of stuff in all sorts of places, from Aug in Wales to Virginia to St. Pete to all sorts of places. We have drank an absolute shit ton of alcohol. I think we have single-handedly stimulated the economy. We might have caused inflation on Jaeger to go up, but more on that later. 
This summer, Vicky and I drove the full 28 hours in my minivan all the way to St. Petersburg, Florida. And we, as Mike said, drank a lot of beers when we got there. I was there for a month, drank a lot of fucking beers with Mike, brought a lot of beers back. Teaser for season two. We will have a lot of variety. And we had a fucking good time. On my first night of drinking in St. Petersburg, Florida, I went with Mike and our friend Sam. Sam is our friend from college, and he also owns and operates a hot dog restaurant on the go called Wiener Beach, and it's fucking tight. Mike, how fucking cool is it that we have a friend that not only owns a restaurant, but owns a Wiener restaurant? It is so fucking cool. Not only is he a friend of the pod, he is also our official Wiener brand sponsor. And I say brands because not only does he sell wieners with the rest of the Wiener Beach gang, but he also has branded merchandise from Wiener Beach. So check him out if you'd like to. On that first fateful night of drinking in downtown St. Pete, Mike and Sam and I bar hopped and bar hopped and bar hopped. And finally, I had the wonderful idea to make the three of us all drink Jaeger bombs. We got them. Sam, of course, being Sam, you all know Sam, crazy little Sam. Sam, of course, complained about the Jaeger bomb. He did not like it at all. And so I made it my mission that night that every bar we went to, I was going to order Jaeger bombs for the three of us. So then, alas, we make it down to one of the diviest of bars in downtown St. Pete, the Emerald. And I walk up to the bar and I promise Sam beforehand, I promise I'm not going to get us Jaeger bombs. But I walk up to the bar and I see a miracle in the form of a meat stick. They are selling Slim Jims behind the bar. I still don't know how much they were. I'm sure they overcharged. And I asked the waitress, I said, hey, can you do something fucked up for me? And she was startled by my question, but she said, what do you need? And I said, I need three Jaeger bombs and I need three Slim Jims put in each. I need one. I need a total of three Slim Jims, one each put in each Jaeger bomb. I said, I need a Slim Jim put in each one of these Jaeger bombs as a garnish. And I grabbed them. Before I grab them, Sam turns around. And he goes, thank God that they are out of Jaeger, like you said, Drew. And I turn around and the look on Sam's face, classic Sam. You guys all know Sam. And I walk towards the table with the Jaeger bombs. We take the Jaeger bomb. We bite into the Slim Jim. It's fucking delicious. It's just as good as a tequila and lime. And in that moment, the Jaeger Jam was born. And I also want to point out one crucial aspect that Drew has forgotten is Sam didn't just say, thank God, there's no Jaeger bombs in Drew's hand. While this kind, startled bartender at the Emerald in downtown St. Pete was making these concoctions up in her lab behind the bar, Drew came back and lied to us and said that she was out of Jaeger and then said that they're pouring us beers right now. That's why Sam said, thank God. Imagine our surprise when Drew returns to the bar and brings back the first ever Jaeger Joms, a Frankenstein's nightmare in a divey smoking indoor bar in downtown St. Petersburg, Florida. Well, of course, we couldn't just let it live in Florida. We introduced the Jaeger Jom to Virginia like a fucking invasive species. And that's where 30 of our platonic lovers and friends and all sorts of shenanigan worthy people that we enjoy hanging out with from college drank just honestly a, a disturbing amount of Jaeger. 1.25 gallons in all in only probably three nights. 
So without further ado, here are some random collected memories that we recorded over there at nights in St. Petersburg, Florida and Virginia, most of which I won't remember until Og produces this and puts it on Spotify. Hey, welcome back to Slam Drunk Pod on the road. I'm Drew. I'm Mike. We're at a bar. I, th- I think it's called the Merkel. I'm not sure. We're in downtown St. Pete at a jazz bar. I got a vodka cranberry. Mike, what'd you get? I got a gin and tonic. Both our drinks were very strong for $5. And we're about to do the best local drink you can find in St. Pete, the Jaeger Bomb. Uh, Merkel Bar, not a sponsor. I hope you can hear that jazz, and hopefully us too. Hey, Slam Drunkards, it's Mike and Drew here from the, what bar is this called? Uh, This is called the Emerald, like the gemstone. We're at the Emerald at at 2 a.m. Drew, what are we doing? Uh, Well, first, the Emerald served us one of St. Pete's signature drinks, the Jaeger Bomb, with a Slim Jim garnish that I personally asked for. And that was better than you'd think and worse than you'd think at the same time. And now we're hanging out. That's right. Uh, We're going to rank our favorite cigarettes. Number one for me is going to be the American Spirit Yellow. Number one for me is American Spirit Light Blue. We're on to Rachel for Is Michael Jackson a Diddler? You want to be on our podcast? They have a real podcast. Now's the time. Yeah, let's go. All right. Is is, uh, Michael Jackson a Diddler? Yes or no? Fuck no. No, he's not. And if you think he is, it's because you are a consumer of the media that makes you believe the story that he took the fall for the actual people who are fucked up. And there you have it. There you have it. Hey, we're being subtle. It's the Slam Drunk Podcast inside of a Wawa off, like, I don't know, somewhere in uh, uh, South St. Pete. Hey, we're somewhere in South St. Pete, and we're in a Wawa, and they aren't serving hot food right now. So we're grabbing multiple varieties of donuts and a couple of coffees because it's 2.30 in the morning. No, it's not. It's 3.18 in the morning. Uh, yeah, it's three. It's 3.18 in the morning. The sun is rising soon. We are super drunk. Uh, go Sixers. Go birds, go bolts, etc. Our our Lyft driver was kind enough to drop us off here. She's waiting for us. We just wanted to grab a little recording in here. Christine, if you're listening, you're the bomb. I hope you enjoy your Mountain Dew and your nacho cheese Doritos. And I wish we could have gotten you something more, but it is what it is. General speed, dexterity. Sam, stop, stop <laughs> influencing. Yeah. There's a sure reason why um, you know bears didn't evolve into Homo sapiens. That's absolutely right. Like, Granted, gorillas. Are I know, still gorillas. I know. Shout out the greater apes. We're asking Shush. Christine for her I know. answer. I'm an intelligent individual with there a college degree. Yes. But she's in med school, guys. Opposable thumbs. They can stand up and like stay there for a little while. They can climb up the trees probably quicker. Probably quicker. Probably quicker. I don't know how fast bears climb. Naturally. You said silverback gorilla, didn't you? 100% you fully grown. You weren't specific before. Fully grown first male time. silverback. He likes silverback to do that. 100%. Silverback he, is like top the line, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. can still crawl around the bear's very large neck, rip open its jaw, and the bear is then you mostly exclusively say that from King One. Is yeah, there but not the, like a movie about this somewhere? Like, there's fucking Sharknado. Is there not like a fucking bear versus gorilla? We'll make one. Well, and we'll cite you as a source. <laughs> that's part of that's our. So that's part of our pitch Can we today. Make it, though? Yeah. I just think you're discounting teeth at that point. Like, 
you're going to break the jaw like the jaw wasn't made for devouring flesh? I would say a good part of my argument rests on the only way the gorilla can kill the bear is through a chokehold. That's not true at all. Chokehold or ripping its jaw apart. Sure. That doesn't Again, kill something. Punch to the chest. And yeah. it's so unrealistic. You saw that in one King Kong movie. With See, that wasn't with a movie, T-Rex. King Kong movies. No. Okay, well, I haven't seen the newest one. So were you the only one that said gorilla? I, yeah. out of this group of men, I was the only one that said gorilla. That's... All the other members of the public have so far said gorilla. Yeah, I'm not sorry. Man. That's, that's not Christine, true. Thank you so much. I thank you very much. Just for Og, take one. Just for Og, take one. <clears throat> well, it's about 4, 8, 4, 4 30 in the morning. The birds and the bees are waking up. It's more like 4.20. Sam's hey, delivering uh, us pillows. You just gave us some French onion soup. Oh we uh, we oh made friends goodness. with the Lyft driver and almost got in a fight earlier. Um, maybe a couple of times. But realistically, the, the question is gorilla versus grizzly. Yeah. A, Which is grizzly is the answer. It's definitely grizzly. And to be clear, when surveying the public, the answer is gorilla. Yeah. They don't know what they're talking about, though. No. Sweet dreams. Pop, pop. Love you. And listen to Slam Drunk Podcasts at, you know, wherever the fuck we are these days. Huh? Hey, welcome back to Slam Drunk on the Road. My name's Mike. My name's Drew, and this is the Break the Curse edition. We're breaking the Chili's curse with a combined... uh, Like 10, over 10, double-digit margaritas. We're drinking beer, we're drinking margaritas, and we're eating a bunch of apps. I got cheesesteak egg roll. No, Southwest egg roll in my mouth. I got a chicken strip in my hand. (laughs) Here we are at the Tampa International Airport on our way to uh, Virginia by way of D.C. And since we're in the airport, this is the Mike and Drew bomb review. We're about to get bombed on Jaeger bombs at the Cigar City Brewing of the airport terminal... 39. C-39. C-39. Service Tampa to D.C. Thanks, Jeff. As you get faster than that, Mike. I didn't know we were doing that. Yeah, take that whole thing down right now. All right. Don't talk. You like licorice? Almost. That's a boy. Oh. Oh. I just drooled straight gasoline. (laughs) All right, we did the bomb. Now the review. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'll I'll sit at an 8 out of 10. Uh, Six of those points are out of camaraderie. Yeah, sweet, sickly. It's got everything you want. Now we're going to do the Maduro brewed by Cigar City. we got a nice, fat pint. We're not slamming this, are we? No. Okay, let's just sit this. We are physically incapable of slamming this. <laughs> so here's Maduro from Cigar City Brewing at the C-39 gate. Southwest Service. Remember to join our OnlyFans and Venmo us money so that we can buy more plane tickets so that we can do more airport reviews. Kind of, kind of making it our niche. We're gonna ditch the whole sports aspect and just go entirely air travel. We're doing liquor porn or something. Just a friendly reminder that these are our sixth, seventh drinks. Two margaritas, seven for you, fifth, six. Yeah, a number of drinks, uh, and it's 6:30 p.m. It's terminal. We're gonna die. Uh, Drew, how would you rate this Maduro? I think so. Let me give it, let me give it another yeah. nice little sip. Make sure you sniff it a little bit. Oh, I just, I just 
Nice and dark, thick but not too thick. Doesn't feel thick on the way down. Still like same beer f fluidity, thick. And I'm gonna give this beer a solid eight out of ten. I like my dark beers, and this one is doing it for me. I would drink a lot more of these. Yeah, good beer. Eight out of ten for me as well. A bit smoky. Not too, not too hard. Going down. Doesn't taste like milk, like a lot of dark beers. Yeah. Gives you a nice mustache. On your mustache. Yeah. I have to go. Okay. Maddie's peeing. Maddie's either viewing the architecture or... And that concludes the Mike and Drew Airport Brew Review. Kisses. <laughs> hey, it's Slam Drunk on the road. Historically. Oh my god. This is the first time that we've recorded all three of us in person. This is Mike. The H stands for Horse Girl Westner. My name is Drew. Hernandez. And I'm Og, Og the Zog, some people call me. If you want to call me that, that's pretty cool. Uh, one interesting feature about this podcast recording, we're all in a hot tub. Another one, we're all wearing women's clothing, I think. Drew could have come up bigger on the women's clothing front. Mike and I look dashing in, in his free-flowing summer dresses. Uh, Jeff took me to a thrift store where everything was at least $12. To be clear, I went to the same thrift store and bought a dress for $7, but Vicky pointed out to me, so. The taxes were $5. The liberals run DC. Fake news? All right, today we're gonna be covering Pizzagate. What's your favorite topping? Pepperoni. I refuse to partake in this conversation. Og, you have to give a topping. Pineapp pineapple guy. I'm also a pineapple guy, but Og's favorite is pineapple. Am I right? The pineapple in the tacos tonight were truly spectacular. Pineapple in tacos? Is yeah. that what that was? Was that I a pineapple didn't, I didn't sauce? It, it was in. a pineapple sauce. Oh, oh. I, didn't, I didn't eat that, I don't think. I, I think I did have that. I had guacamole. Welcome back to Slam Drunk, the sports and social justice podcast. Tonight we're here to talk about... Refried beans. Nope, uh, Goggins, keep going. <laughs> Everyone's favorite social justice topic, refried beans. The Lightning won the Stanley Cup for again, for a second time. Back to back, Champa Bay Lightning, as everyone there fucking tells me. I heard, I heard that they're thinking about calling Tampa the new Boston because of the championship situation. You know, that's actually really interesting that you said that, August. I saw a spreadsheet the other day, like... So, based on where Tom Brady lives, the championship, like, tendencies increase by a lot. Like, when he was in Michigan, something won a lot. And he was in Boston, the Red Sox won, they broke the curse. The Celtics won a national championship. Obviously, the Patriots won six Super Bowls. Now he's in Tampa, the Bucks win, the fucking Lightning win two years in a row. It's not a coincidence. And the Rays were in the, the World Series last year, and they're winning in their division now. Well, they... Oh, we're in. Yeah, they were, were in. in. I thought you said the Rays won. I was like, I don't think that's true. No, it was the Dodgers, finally. Yeah. Ah, finally, yeah. Welcome back to the Slam Drunk Podcast, where we don't have any statistics. Four. Four? Five. Six. No. All right. Uh, a one-time guest, our medic, our personal physician, and uh, our pediatrician. Ben Crackpipe Polino. Ben, what do you have to say about Champa Bay? The future is bleak. All right. You heard it here first, Tampa fans. You're fucked. Ben, give us any top three content. 
of any category. You pick the category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top three prosthetics. Number one, eyeball. <laughs> like in a, in a way that sees or a way that is just like rolling around in your head like uh, that fucking guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> We're definitely leaning more towards the Disney production. Next up, are wigs prosthetics? Come back to find out. <laughs> What's the deal with hair plugs anyway? Welcome back to Slam Drunk. We are calling a cornhole game. The bases are loaded. Dave's on. Thrust, hit thrust, and swish. This game's for all the marbles. Cha-ching. Sam does not That's look not like true. he's taking this seriously at all. <laughs> I'm strapped for cash. <laughs> And oh, Dustin says, bada bing, bada forget bing. about it. Is there an Are you going to report on this? Yeah. Ben, post-game interview, do you have anything to say? Those are the words of a loser. Uh-oh. That was medical oh. coordinator Ben Poopboy. <laughs> Speaking of poop. Friend of the pod and all of our Martin's. pediatrician. <laughs> what, are we doing? Yeah. what are we doing right now? All right. <laughs> Bases are loaded. Ben goes to throw. Bounces ben off, off the, the bottom of the cornhole. Dave's on a bouncing on. Ben steps up, gets it near the hole. I've seen Ben near too many holes. Ben's on and off. Forces it a bit too far, as does David. Dave put a little too much mustard on that one. Down to the last bag, Ben throws. And slaps it to the top of the hole, not in. Oh! Dave with the final throw. And sinks the corn in the hole. That's what we call bags, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we watch this game. It's 4-9. David and Sam. It's 4-9, David and Sam. Sam steps up to play. We got a light drizzle on an otherwise beautiful Virginia day. He's got the back spin approach technique Sam's employing. Dust gets a lot of air, a high arc, but it doesn't hit. Sam goes. Oh, a swing and a miss. Sam falls off to the left, us with this high arcing throw. Close to the bag, dipping over, but not in. Sam throws again. Hole in one, ladies and gentlemen. That's. Dust has two bags on the board. Sam steps up with his final bag. Throws. Over the edge. Almost knocks Dustin's off. Dustin's locking in. I think I win this with a hole. Uh-oh. Dust believes that he wins this with a hole. Does he? Our statistician? No, I don't think so. He's. He throws, he misses. He doesn't win it with that hole. <laughs> we don't have to do the math. <laughs> this is why we adore uh, this game. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. You know, we're recording. Listen, kids. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Yay. Don't you fly away, boy. That was yay with a word from our sponsor. Yay, boy. Dave's in the grass. <laughs> ben is up and out and off. No bags on board. David goes to throw. On the board. You'd assume there's a shirts versus skins action going on based on the lack of shirts, but there isn't. There isn't. It's very confusing to look at. There's no uniforms. It's like a designated hitter. You have ben's to have designated nips. Short. Designated nips for Ben needs a little more mustard here. David has two bags on. <gasps> oh! Ben has two bags over the hole, currently blocking it. No bags. Draw two to two. No bags in the hole. Oh my god! 
This is what we call double penetration, folks. Does anyone actually know the score? <laughs> it is seven to, to four. Sam says he's going first. Seven to Dustin four. Dustin says no, he's not. Um, Dustin's team. Dustin's team is winning. Ripping that corn. It's five nine. The Becca's been ejected from the game. Dustin's on the board. It was so believable. Dustin's on the board. Sam goes to throw, knocks it off the right. And the Dustin with his second bag as the sun rises. It's a bit sunny. The shirtless boy's got to be feeling the heat. Perhaps that's why Sam has missed his last two bags. Oh, we're done? Dustin's been throwing the bags because he thinks they're going to win. Dustin's bunts. in the hole right here. Can he put the corn in the hole? Balls up. No, he cannot. Sam got a little too angry on the last round. <laughs> Dustin wins anyway. Boys, can we get a little post-game interview? Dustin, how did it feel to have that bunt at the end seal your victory? Holy hell, man. Well, first off, shout out to my mom. That's for sure. Next one's to Ben. I mean, couldn't have done it without him. He's half the team. My teammates, my, my, my opponents as well. You know, the people who made it a game. Thanks. The average hose are up next. <laughs> Becca with the average hose. Pre-game interview. Becca, how do you feel going into this game? It's so great. <laughs> You're here to hear from her first, folks. She forges scores and gathers whores. Wait, what was your team name? Yeah, the average hose. Oh, hose, okay. She'll be the average hose. <laughs> Are you guys playing? Close enough. No, dude. Ben, post game interview, how do you feel after that exhilarating win? I've got a splitting headache, and uh, I could really use a fucking hot dog. We're up. Oscar Mayer Wiener Van is not a sponsor of the Slam Drunk Podcast. Have you ever had corn on the cob? Yeah! Have you ever had complete control over the corn that you were eating? No. Has that ever distracted you from your own abilities to eat corn on the cob? Yeah! Well, good news for you. We have electric vibrating corn on the cob holders that you can control from your very own smartphone. You know those vibrators that you can control also from your smartphone in an app to make the vibrator start vibrating? Well, we brought it to Corn on the Cob. Do you ever feel like even with your app, you struggle to eat corn while you're controlling it? Well, now a select group of your friends who know your location, who you preemptively tell if you're eating corn on the cob, can control your cob for you. Hi, I'm Anthony, and I'm here to tell you how great the vibrating corn on the cob holders are. Okay, I went to Liberty University. I got my master's in baseball umping, and I had a friend, Carmenthal. And he and I, we rarely keep up, but every now and then, now that I got these vibrating corn on the cob holders, he lives in Tulsa, I live in Virginia, and I can control his corn on the cob all the way from my phone on my app for my electric corn on the cob vibrator holders. You should have seen that sucker making calls at the second base brother can barely blow a whistle now that I've done detoothed him with my corn on the cob vibrator. And for every corn cob that you demolish with the vibration frequencies of your smartphone, we'll plant six rows of corn to be turned into textbooks for children across Ladder Earth. Hi, I'm Mike Tyson, and if you were wondering how I got this lift of mine, it's because I was buying an ear of corn and it started going crazy. So what I started doing is buying Mike and Drew's vibrating corn on the cob holders, and they have saved the rest of my teeth. Hi, I'm Mike Tyson, 
Hi, I'm Mike Tyson. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Tyson. And if you were in your wondering... <laughs> okay, so I was just going to say, it, it's it's how Michael Strahan got the gap in his teeth. <laughs> I don't think I've ever cried while recording. <laughs> this is the Sergeant Peppers episode. So what's up? <laughs> Picture this like you're starting a segment. Here's the story of the scrimp. The scrimp origin story. A hot tub scrimp machine. And in Virginia, where the Jaeger Jam invaded, another monster was contemplated. Cue the thunder. Thunder. to you. <laughs> we also played a lot of Thunderstruck. We introduced to you Frankenstein's monster and also the hot tub scrimp machine. <laughs> okay, so in Virginia, we also decided that we would cook up some shrimp, right? But we didn't want the responsibility of cooking raw shrimp or trusting raw shrimp in the Shenandoah-Noah Valley of Virginia slash West Virginia. So we bought some pre-cooked shrimp, which was frozen, brought to our wonderful friend and gracious host Abby's house, put it in the freezer of her her gracious and wonderful host parents' uh, little pool area, and then brought it out once we were hammered and decided to have frozen cooked shrimp. However, only one of us was brave enough to eat a thawed frozen cooked shrimp. Did we thaw it in a pot of boiling water? No. Did we steam it? No. Did we cook it in any way that would be deemed healthy by the uh, FDA? No, we put it at the bottom of a boiling hot tub on a summer southern night. Drew, do you want to elaborate? (laughs) Europeans have really fucked up our boys. And here for a one question interview, the eater of the hot tub toe shrimp. Bill, why did you eat that shrimp? Well, I ate the shrimp thinking that it was not touched by any toes. So... It being referred to as the toe shrimp, this is all news to me. And I think I'm beginning to regret my decision even more now. I really did not want this to be the toe shrimp. I thought this was the hot tub shrimp. Not that that's much better. And there you have it. The tale of the unique and singular hot tub Virginian toe shrimp. Real quick shout out to everyone who helped us through that St. Pete recording night, including our Uber driver who brought us to Wawa for free when we were hungry. Sam Bannon for putting us up and also drinking Jaeger bombs with us. That unnamed bartender who put the Jaeger job together for the first time and everyone else involved in that tomfoolery. And another special thank you to Abby, Dan, and Abby's parents for hosting us at our Virginian Platonic Lovers reunion. I'm Andrew Hernandez, and this was season two when the fuck we say it is season two, slam drunk episode two. No, this is not episode three. This is episode three? This is episode two. I'm your co-host, Drew Hernandez, and this is season two, episode three of Slam Drunk. I'm your co-co-host, Michael H. The H stands for hourly wages. Westner. Thanks as always to our producer and soccer coach, August Dichter as well as his cronies, Rico and Rico, a.k.a. Alex and Barney, and of course, Hannah. Thank you, Tyler Salami, for capturing our nudes. And thanks to our European sports correspondent, who's outside of Europe in the UK, with us tonight, Bill Powell. 
Our intro song samples Dreams by DJ Quads. Check out Chill Out Records on YouTube and chilloutmedia.com. Wait, Drew, didn't you have a special surprise? That's right, Michael. Today I was going to have a special surprise, but I figured why do a special surprise on my own when we, as the Slam Drunk crew, can give our fans a special Slam Drunk surprise as a group. So that means on one of our episodes in Season 2, our drink of the week will be the Jaeger Jumps. Bum, bum, bum. And just a special disclaimer, after recent press surrounding OnlyFans, we're going to make the difficult decision and cancel our special subscriber-only OnlyFans content. We're really sorry to share it with you. It was a tough business decision following OnlyFans, but we stand with MasterCard and Visa, the true heroes in this story. We don't kink shame at Slam Drunk, and we want you to be able to see all of our emotional and physical nudes. So until we find a good platform for that content, goodbye. But not on Spotify or Apple Music. You'll still have us here.